Good morning. It's March 9, 2021, and it's a Tuesday. Uh, here in uh, LA, I'm going to put these pennies in my mouth. <laughs> this is something that David Lynch has actually done. Inset. Yeah, he's he's referencing something. Don't worry, Tristan. Okay, I was yeah. <laughs> I knew that Tristan would not get that and be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> so, oh, anyway, my name's George. We've got the two regulars, Tristan and Brett. Why am I still here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, little emergency episode. Quote unquote. We're gonna talk about PGA, DGA, and BAFTA nominations. Because they're pretty whack. Yeah. Um Are we talking WGA too? Just to throw Well off. W Have we even talked about that? I lost track at this point. I don't think we ever talked about it, but it, it happened so long ago. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start with the PGA. And I've got um, Next Best Picture pulled up right here. So the Producers Guild, which is the PGA, not to be confused with the golf organization, this is the Producers Guild. <laughs> um, th- this is a, a pretty imperative um, guild in terms of predicting Best Picture. There are There's a few years where they get all the Best Picture nominees, like the past two years in a row. And in most years, they get, like, 90% accuracy. They are incredibly accurate and helpful. And basically, you know, if your film doesn't make PGA, you're in trouble. It, 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 sometimes it doesn't matter, like, with Darkest Hour or Phantom Thread or Room, but... Or Soul. Are you going to make that argument on this podcast or the next one? Because I'm curious. Uh, on, this, on, on this. On this. Heck one. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. We, we got to lead up to this. I'm but probably overhyping it. For some, for some films like Carol or some fucking how if Beale Street could talk, it's the death nail. It's the nail in the coffin. Or Deadpool. Was Deadpool ever expected to get a Best Picture nomination? No, there was buzz got, about that. Yeah, it got a PGA. Okay, but was it ever gonna get Best Fucking Picture? There's, I remember the talk of that. People been like, hmm, Deadpool getting on there for Best Picture. And that's, didn't think goodness. That's, that's insane. I would have been so upset if that was the first superhero movie to get Best Picture nominated. Oh, goodness. That would have been so bad. Yeah, that would have sucked. That movie sucks. I kind of wish it, Logan was the first, though. Oh, no, but Black Panther getting it, there's a lot of significance there, too. But, yeah. Logan got screenplay, so that's cool. So they nominated 10 films. The PGAs did. Um, now, the Academy has 10 slots, but because of the sliding scale that's used, there hasn't been 10 slots in almost a decade. Or wasn't 10 there, nominees in almost a decade. Wasn't there never 10 nominees, or is it 2009 there was 10? 2009 and 2010, there were, there were 10 nominees. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You know, but they didn't use the sliding scale. They just used the ranking system. The sliding scale means there's usually only eight or nine. For the Oscars, you mean? Yeah, for the Oscars. 
The yeah. PGA is, I'm pretty sure, just uses a ranking scale. They're going to 10 next year, though. Yes, they are. They're going back to the ranking scale next year. So let me get on with the nominees real quick. First and foremost, the PGA, they certainly lean more populous than the Critics' Choice. And I, I would argue they lean more populous than the Oscars as a general rule. There usually is one mainstream movie, whether it's like a blockbuster or something like that, that makes it in here. And that's the first nominee here with Borat's subsequent movie film, uh, followed by Judas and the Black Messiah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. So let's take note of what is not here. First of all, the father is not here, which, you know, as we know, could be because of poor campaigning and late screeners. And that's been showing with its performance at the guilds lately. It didn't make contemporary design at the art directors guild, and it missed a few places where it could have gotten in. Missed Critics' Choice for Best Picture. This doesn't look good, but as we'll get into with the BAFTAs later... Like, like the BAFTAs kind of revived it in a way. And so it's still in play to get a Best Picture nomination. I don't know. I don't think they really revived it. They, it's, it should have done better at the BAFTAs than it did. Well, you can explain that when we get to the BAFTAs. True, yeah. What else is not here is News of the World, which after the Critics' Choice nominated it, we were all like, oh, no. Oh, no. The dad movie's going to get it gonna prevail again but missing pga and as we'll get into missing the dga spells doom for news of the world because it also didn't get baftas and it also didn't get the golden globes didn't make the afi top 10 and so you know seeing this like i'm not gonna be predicting news of the world for a best picture nomination i'm probably not gonna be predicting it for screenplay either when it's all said and done yeah, I don't think so either. I think that movie's kind of done. Same, yeah. It's gonna get some crafts because yeah, yeah they're so they're so barren. But you know, and we should have seen this coming because four v Ferrari, even though it was definitely a dad movie, and it was definitely you know a movie that would sweep through all the steak eaters in the academy. But it was like a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, more widely yeah, and also. It has better audience scores. Like, Ford v. Ferrari has got an 8-point-something on IMDb. I'm pretty sure it's on the top 250. People the world. Yeah. News of the World, I mean, I don't get it, but they do. News of the World's only got, a, like, a 6.8 or something, which isn't great. Yeah. Ford v. Ferrari is, like, harmless, but it's, it's definitely a dad movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a steak-eater movie, you know? A dad movie, that's not necessarily the worst compliment in the book. Dads are cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and like the the movie's not great, but um, do, do you guys think that um, if theaters were more like widely open, uh, that News of the World would have a better chance at getting in? Because that's kind of like, well, first of all, it was only playing in theaters for the longest time, and second of all, that's the kind of movie that would benefit from a high box office. Well, maybe, but Promising Young Woman only played in theaters for a few weeks, and that's doing excellently. Yeah, but I, I think that had the backing of critics, and News of the World doesn't. 
And uh, I, I don't know. To me, News of the World seems like one of those. Another, well, another issue that News of the World has is that it is the audience scores are just not that high, you know? Yeah. Like, no, nobody really talks about that movie. Yeah, it has a main buzz. Yeah, it's, it's, it's middling buzz. But you can see that about some of the movies that are in Best Picture, which is kind of weird. Like, something like uh, Trial. I, I don't really know. But Trial has high audience scores, though. Like... I don't get it. Well, you may not get it, but it's the truth. Yeah, I know. I'm just... If Trial gets in and Sound of Metal doesn't, I'm going to be sad. Do, do you guys think that Sound of Metal has, like, a legitimate hold shot? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. True, yeah. The Five Bloods, this is the definite death nail for that movie. If it was going to have any chance of getting in, it was here. And it flopped on its face. Yeah. I think it is done for a Best Picture nomination. And I may even go as far as to say that it's going to kick Goose Egg on Oscar nomination morning. Completely shut out. I think maybe Delroy gets in, but I think that's probably it. No, no, no. Supporting actor is so barren that I I feel like Chadwick's almost a lock at this point. I don't think so. Who gets in? We can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Yeah. I think, I think, Okay, my opinion, I think Delroy is going to get in instead of Stephen Young, but Alan Kim is going to get in the supporting Del- You're betting on a long shot if you're going to bet on Delroy Lindo. Because, you know, yeah. we'll get into this, but even the best... He's six, six lead right now. That's not a long shot. I wouldn't say it's a long He's shot. He's still got a lot of awards. He got critics. He's missed some stuff, but yeah. Okay, but even the... Spoiler, but even the BAFTA juries couldn't save him. Yeah, but they didn't give it to Yun either. That's true, but Yun's like, got more at this point. I think they're both vulnerable, but I guess we'll we'll probably talk about... Literally every supporting actress is vulnerable. I have no idea who they're going to nominate. Yeah. We'll, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I, I think, barring what the ASC does tomorrow, I think I am probably going to go into Oscar nomination morning predicting a complete shutout of the Five Bloods. Which, you know, makes me makes me sad because Delroy Lindo should be there. Yeah, I, I, I think it deserves cinematography. Oh, I think it'll get cinematography. Yeah, I th- barring I th- what ASC does, if ASC doesn't nominate it, I am not going to predict it. Yeah, and let's talk about the last thing that's in here. This is probably where Brett's going to start going on his uh, his tangent, but okay, Soul is not here. Now, let me make this point. Inside Out also did not get the PGA nomination. Toy Story 3 and Up did. I, barring what Brett says, I, don't, I do not see a route for Soul to get a Best Picture nomination. Okay. So let me go on my tangent real quick. Okay. Are you all ready? Number one. Number one, I want to say here right now, Soul is my 10th slot right now. So I'm not saying that it's going to necessarily happen anymore. But I'm saying that it is not completely out of the conversation. I think there's a better shot of Soul getting nominated for Best Picture 
than Judas and the Black Messiah. And I know that, no, that is a no, big take. No, 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 That's no, a big take, no, but no, I think no, no. it is 10th seed and Judas is 11th seed. No, th- Here's that, that is wrong. Here's why. Here's why. All right. Soul is nominated in several categories outside of animated feature. It'll win feature. It'll so, win was, so was so was Inside Out. Uh, just, uh, George, let me have this, okay? I'm sorry. Okay. It is on the visual effects shortlist, which is huge, which that's very bizarre. That usually doesn't happen for animated movies. It is on sound. It'll get nominated for sound. It might be the spoiler. If Sound of Metal doesn't win, it'll be Soul that wins sound. There's way too much controversy on Tenet winning sound. But it is in some surprising technical places. But not only that, it has a good shot to be nominated in several of these technical spaces. And then you have original screenplay. In original screenplay, a lot of people think that Soul won't get in. But if you look at the past of all the Pixar movies that have gotten in the screenplay, they, a lot of them were shut out of these award shows. And they still put it in screenplay. The Oscars have a soft spot of putting... Pixar films in the screenplay. Now you can say what you want about Coco, but Coco is less of a mature film than Solace. It definitely feels like a Disney fairy tale movie, and they didn't have to reward it in screenplay. But they put Inside Out in the screenplay because that feels more adorable. And obviously, they love Pete Doctor. They've nominated him twice in that category. All right. Again, on screenplay, it's like my fifth slot. But I think it's in there slightly above Sound of Metal and Judas. I, I just think it is. Okay? So, if this is correct, that means that Soul could potentially win Sound. Probably not, but it's definitely second seed. Could be in the visual effects running. Could be in screenplay. Could be in animated. Could win score. It, all it would need is picture. It would be a six seed Oscar contender. And... Since animated features usually aren't going to be ones that get nominated for director and acting for whatever dumb reason. I mean, I get the acting more, so it's a different art. But directing Pete Doctor should be in conversation. But that's a whole other whole other tangent for a whole other time. There is a road, it is, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, George. It is a narrow road, and it probably won't happen. But I'm telling you, there is this road for Soul to still be in there. And it is because the Oscars have paid attention to it more in a bunch of varying categories than other Pixar films before. So they've definitely paid attention to it. Okay, yeah, they paid attention to it. But here's the problem, though. We'll start with the screenplay one. Yeah, they nominate Pixar movies a lot, but Inside Out got a Critics' Choice nomination. But what I'm saying is, like, even if that happened... Right, some of the Pixar movies of the past that they've nominated for screenplay didn't because there was only one category in like those times, sure, but they still weren't there. If there were two categories, they would have made it, but we can't really dictate that, can we? I, I would have to imagine so, especially if they had six slots like they do now. I mean, we could technically say, yeah, right, two would have been nominated for Best Picture if they had more than five slots for Best Picture, but we can never actually Well, we know Ratatouille would have been there. Ratatouille got a Critics' Choice nomination for Picture. So, yeah, for sure, but... I, I have this website. Um, I'll plug it 
because it's really cool. It's called And the Next And the Runner Up Is. And uh, basically, um, this guy who runs it did extensive research to construct what would likely be like, um, what would likely get in if every year uh, preceding like 2010 had like the sliding scale. And uh, he put, so Toy Story, Finding Nemo, um, Ratatouille, Wally, and The Incredibles all would have probably gotten in based on like precursors and the amount of nominations. Um, and yeah. Soul doesn't have all those precursors. That's that, 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 that's what I really want to hone in on there. That being said, George, I think Inside Out was probably number nine or ten for 2015. Not Carol. Carol would be nine. I think Inside Out would be ten. Because um, I don't think Creed or Straight Outta Compton was. No, no, right no, that there. wasn't happening. Well, um, what about the other? Hateful Eight it, against. Yeah, Hateful Eight. But I, I don't know. Hateful Eight people didn't. Not everyone loved, and Steve. Yeah, Hateful Eight was definitely divisive. I don't think it would have made it. I don't think that was ever a thing. Steve Jobs didn't get screenplay. So, here's the thing: What if this year, because it's so competitive, we actually do end up getting ten nominees? Soul could be that tenth, and I think Brett's got a point here, because the others could cancel each other out, and I think Soul's got a lot of passion. Not everyone's going to vote for it, but I think the people who are going to vote for it are going to put it right up um, at the top. So that sliding scale, uh, the preferential voting might help Soul because it's a movie that has a passionate fan base and a lot of the fan base are industry voters. So he's got a point. Well, yeah, but like we would have seen the signs that it was possible. I'm not really seeing any signs that it's really possible. Like... Will the animation branch put as a number one? Yeah, sure, a lot of them will, but is that enough? Because you have to have, like, what is it, 200 to 500 number one votes to get get, get nominated or something like that? Oh, really? Jesus, a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, that's how the sliding scale works. Imagine voting for Trial of the Chicago 7 over Soul. I'm sorry, I know I'm dogging on that movie. I just That's how people think, buddy. I don't know. Like, how can you say that's a better movie than Soul? I don't know. How can you say News of the World is a better movie than Soul? I, I just, I don't get Well, it. News of the World's not getting in either. Yeah, but it might get more votes. That would be... Imagine awful. if Borat gets in the picture. You know what? I wouldn't mind that. That'd that's be not happen. I don't think that's gonna happen, though. It's a legit Oscar contender, though. It's in the 15, I think. Yeah, Maybe. Totally. I think I it's mean, a first cow at this point. Probably. It, it has been in the awards season way more than I would have ever expected it to be. Yeah, well, the original was, too. It got screenplay. Yeah. And Sasha yeah. in the conversation, apparently. I, I still just, I still, at the end of the day, just can't shake this feeling that, you know, if we, Soul is going to make it into the best picture, we would have seen more signs that it was possible. What about Leslie Manville getting in the supporting actress? She got a BAFTA nomination. Yeah, but Soul's shown up places. That's the thing. It showed up on top 10. Not for Best Picture. I... On AFI's top 10. Yeah, but like... And MBR's. Yeah. MBR's not industry, though. True. But still, um, I think... Like, I, I think the PGA 
uh, like Soul getting snubbed at PGA is a sign, but they don't always go for animated movies. And I think they, they went with Toy Story three and up. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I I agree with you, Brett. Like it's not in my ten. I think it's my number eleven. But I think there's definitely like I'd put it above the Five Bloods, um, maybe even above oh, yeah, the Father, because the Father I don't think's getting it. I think really the no, the Father is the like, Father is ten. The, the Father's my ninth slot. I actually have it above Soul. Dang, it's my yeah. ten slot. Um, I think you're you know what? No, take I take that back. I'd put the Father at ten. No, I'd put the Father at eleven. Soul at ten, and News of the World at twelve. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Judas is getting it. I'm telling you guys, I don't think that's happening. I, I think. I think you're crazy. You're I wrong. I don't. I don't think. I think. I think the Judas thing is, I Tanya all over again. Everyone. It's thought Phantom I Thread. It's Phantom yeah. Thread. I think the Phantom Thread is Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal's my eight. I think Sound of Metal's Little Women. Sound of Metal's Little Women. I think Sound of Metal's Little Project. I don't think Judas is getting in. Tell me why you you don't think Judas is getting in right now. It's missed a lot of stuff. Because it's a late breaker. Yeah, Yeah. but, 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 if it can get nominated for things like supporting actor as Daniel Kaluuya and not get picture... And obviously, they deliberately went Daniel Kaluuya for supporting actor and not picture. Like, if they would have been, like, enthusiastic about the movie, like, it would have been showing up a lot more places. It got a PGA nomination. Sure. It got but a WGA nomination. It's possibly going to get an ASC nomination. Didn't Itania and Florida Project get PGA nominations? Am I wrong on that? Florida... I think Florida Project did. I don't know about I, Tanya. I know that the best picture list is on the PGA, but I'm saying that I don't think Judas is one of them. I think, because usually there's like one movie that's not on the PGA that ends up making it in, and I think that'll be The Father. And then Sound of Metal's the surprise breakout that makes it in, and then the rest of it. And then, I mean, I actually don't even think Soul's getting in. I'm just making the point that it could definitely get in still. In this late of the game, I think there is more. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think there is a little bit more buzz about Soul in these award circles, even if it's not showing up in many places, as like Judas and News of the World. I Tanya did get a PGA nomination, but Florida Project did not. Okay. Okay. Do you guys think I Tanya or Florida Project was number ten that year? Um, I Tanya showed up more places. Yeah, probably I Tanya. I think I think Florida Project was never a thing. Well, really? it, but like I remember like pretty far into the season some people had it above like award circuit uh, Clayton Davis's site. They had it above Ladybird at a point. Well like I don't I, 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 I don't love take Florida Clayton. Project but that is like way too small and weird of a movie for them to appreciate, to appreciate it on that large of a scale. I guess, yeah. I stopped taking Clayton seriously when he took Make off of Best Picture. So you were about to do that. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> actually. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna do what Kyle Kalinske does when he makes fun of stupid people. <laughs> so <laughs> was that uh, your Dave Rubin impression? <laughs> pretty much. Um, I'll I'll just play the actual clip of Kyle doing it here. Oh no. 
Please don't for Kyle Kalinske and Gold Derby horses. I've already done it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Oh. Judas is still going to get in, though. Because here's the thing. Judas is Little Women, or it's Phantom Thread, where it's writing off of a win in supporting actor in the same way that Little Women and Phantom Thread were writing off of wins in costumes. It's a late breaker, like those two movies were. It can get a it can get a supporting actress nomination despite that person not being nominated everywhere, and it can grab a couple other technicals like how Phantom Thread got score, Little Women also got score. Judas can get cinematography, and it's also going to get song. So, yeah, I think Judas is getting in. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get a whole lot of nominations, but I think it's getting in. Yeah, it'll probably get. I don't know, four, four or five nominations. Yeah, I it think could, you just. It could miss screenplay though, potentially. Because I don't know if it's the most screenplay heavy movie. Well, well, this brings us to Sound of Metal, which yeah, it better is, get in. It's a huge boost. Sound of Metal. I, I'm seeing the comparison of it being kind of like Whiplash, where Whiplash. Because they're both about driving, am I right? Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason people are comparing them. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because here's the thing, Whiplash overrated. I'm sorry. No, get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. That's a terrible take. That is, that is a terrible take. I'll even admit that. I actually really like Whiplash. It's great. I love Whiplash, but people who are like, this is the greatest film in American cinema. I'm like, calm down. It's a solid movie. It's better. It's a great movie. It's not a solid movie. It's like a four out of five. I like it a lot. Dang. It's like, I like, for, it's I not like a first, five for me. I like First Man more. Anyway, Whiplash. <laughs> That's a take. Got <laughs> Whiplash got a Critics' Choice nomination. I believe it also got PGA nomination. Well, yeah. That was my first year uh, like predicting. And I remember Whiplash was this tiny little movie that kind of came out of nowhere. And it was, like, that and Nightcrawler that were, like, battling it out. And yeah. Foxcatcher, like, the three of them. And it's like, oh, are they all going to get in? Or is just one going to get in? And the other two missed, and, and uh, Whiplash ended yeah. up making it. Which is sad for Foxcatcher, because that movie's actually really good. What about Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler's good, but I don't think it's best picture good. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Jake Gyllenhaal missing is a war crime. He should have won, I think. Yeah, he should have. He should have been the easy run winner. Like that was, that's kind of like if we tune in and Amanda Seyfried just misses supporting actress. That's like how crazy. Unfortunately, that's possible. It is possible. That's why I said that. But I'm saying it's just like the easy. Like this is probably should be the front runner. You know, Chalamet and Beautiful Boy. Yeah. No, that's that's a better comparison actually. Steven Yeun and Burning. Yeah, Yeah, that that could happen. Like, I know it was never going to happen, but come on. I don't yeah. think that, like... Whiplash did get a did get a PGA nomination. It got BAFTA's Love. It's potentially getting an editing nomination. And it's already getting writing on an actor win. Or not win, but nomination. It's going to win sound. And could get a screenplay nomination. So, Sound of Metal... Really has a shot to get a picture nomination. I, I have it in my ninth slot right now. I think it can happen. I hope it does. That would be really cool. Um, 
because it's like this small, tiny little movie that no one expected to be an Oscar contender, and it's just been like, you know, slowly making its way into the race and like yeah, it, I like, I actually think it'd be really cool if it happened too, and I'm not like huge on sound of metal, but like. I think it'd be sick if it got in just for that reason. Plus, I feel like, okay, I feel like I need to see it again. Because at the time of me watching it, you know, I, I was watching that and then another round. And I was trying to watch movies, like, really fast so I could get my 10 list out. So I think, like, I was just trying to watch a lot of movies and maybe that affected my enjoyment of it. Didn't so you I do, like, you did, like, a double feature with another round, right? Yeah, I actually did a triple feature with Boys State. I watched oh. them all back to back to back. Oh, that's a great triple feature. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I loved Boys State, and I thought the other two were okay, but it was still a fun time. Mm-hmm. I lo- I love another round, but like the more I think about it, I don't know. Like that, like being a f- best foreign or best international film winner seems a little weird. I'm into it. I don't like the movie itself. I don't know about the ending, and actually, like, the ending itself is actually, like, a lot of fun. I don't know about the, the moral and the beauty of the ending, but the more and more I think about the idea, the more and more I'm like, I kind of get it. Yeah. I don't understand where they're going for there, like, that experiment and wanting to try it. Maybe it's because I'm becoming more cynical as a person, but, like, I'm like, hmm. Wait, really? <laughs> like, the actual experience, like, the 5% of alcohol thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's not crazy, I would dude. ever do. I'm saying that oh, okay. at first I thought, well, that's kind of ridiculous that they even, like, attempt this, you know? This would even be something that crossed your mind. And more and more I think about it, more and more I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. You know? Isn't it based on a true story? It might be. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it is. I think I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. but So, and we, we'll get into this later. I, I have a feeling that Darius... Might Ben Zeitlin his way into the director race? That would be crazy. I I, I think it could happen. But okay, was Ben Zeitlin really that crazy of a of a pick? Well, back in twenty twelve, Southern Wild got a PGA nomination. You see, the thing is, is that Ampis they like their auteurs, they like their artsy picks. Wait. Like, Ampis, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Oh, that's okay. Because you always say Ampis, and I, I never asked what that is, and I had no idea. You're such a dingus, Tristan. I swear. <laughs> I, one time I thought you said Krampus, and I'm like the Christmas monster. <laughs> Krampus, 2015. <laughs> yeah. Wow, was it that long ago? It doesn't seem like that long ago. That's crazy. Apparently. I remember seeing uh, ads for that on TV. Anyway, I've been wanting to watch Krampus. It looks sick. It kind of looks like a movie I would like, and only I would like. <laughs> it looks pretty good. Yeah, I love um, I love um, Trick or Treat, and that's the same director. I'm not a fan of that movie, but oh, dude, okay, that's another conversation for another time because I need to tell you why you're wrong. All right, anyways. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like it could happen. I'm not going with that right now. I'm actually going with an even crazier pick oh. for my fist line director. Oh. But I'll talk more about that when we get to DGA. It, was it my, is it like my Kelly Reichardt pick that I had for a while? It's a great pick. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But we'll talk about we'll talk about it when we talk about DGA. Okay. Now the rest here, 
is obvious. It's so obvious. If you bet on any of the rest of these movies, Rainy, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Miami, Promising, yeah, and Trial, if, if you bet against any of those movies, you better sell your house right now. Yeah. No, you're right. They're all in. It's yeah. literally what's going to be an eighth and ninth slot. All those are all just done deals at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's also the award for Outstanding Producer of Animated Theatrical Motion Pictures, which is basically just an animated movie. I don't know why it's so fucking wordy. <laughs> no um, <laughs> Calm down. Holy crap. The nominees are The Crude's A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolfwalkers. Is so, that live for the Oscars? I think um, Sean and is going to get in instead of Croods too. I'm still holding on to that. No one's talking about that movie. I haven't heard a single person. It got ba- nominated at BAFTA last year. Yeah, yeah. that's why. But it's, it's on the Oscar list for this year. Death of Stalin made the 2017 lineup and adapted screenplay. It didn't make the 2018 one. I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, here's... <laughs> Here's something I'm concerned about with this lineup. I don't think the drop-off is Crudes 2. I actually think it's Over the Moon. Because... I love if it didn't get nominated. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Glenn Keane. You're like one of my heroes. And I'm glad that you directed the movie. But like, oh, dude. Here's the thing about Over the Moon. It has been underperforming. Didn't get the any nomination for Best Film. Didn't get its song. <laughs> Savage. Didn't get the song <laughs> shortlist that was expected to get. Didn't get visual effect shortlist like some people. I think Clayton Davis. We're, we're predicting it would. Correct me if I'm wrong though. It is like um, what I'll say about it, Over the Moon is that it is like one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen. It is just super lame about everything else. It didn't get the BAFTA nomination. Granted, BAFTA's only three slots. But they went with Onward, which is also a considerably, you know, middling quality film. But it's been it's, getting in everywhere. It's you, it's, it's you. I get. It. I mean, it's fine, but I not. But but like best animated movie of the year. Come on, Onward. What else? What else is there? I, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's. <laughs> Tristan, stop being a weeb. (laughs) Okay, no, you go first. I'm not saying that Onward is worse than, like, the Spongebob movie that just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard not great things. It's terrible. I actually, okay, it was my first movie back in theaters. Uh, I had only seen two movies in theaters since the pandemic started, and Tenet and uh, Spongebob, and they both were not great in my opinion. Um, and Spongebob was so bad. It was my first time back in theaters. I actually left. I actually walked out five minutes before it was finished. Really? Anymore. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> but, it. I don't know. It's not... It's not um, amazing. I I disagree. I, I mean, I don't think it's amazing. But I, I think it's really good. I think it's, it's better than... Well, I'm glad you that buddy it's better than finding dory it's better than the credibles too like it's 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 good it's like cute the quote the quote george era is saying you're better than credibles too it's like saying you're the tallest kid (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah that is your famous quote 
<laughs> um, can I talk about Demon Slayer for a second? Yeah, go for go it. Go off. Okay, so <laughs> this off, movie, kid. this movie made the most amount of money in out of any movie in Japan during the pandemic. It beat Your Name, and no one's talking about it for the Oscars. Like, just because the Oscars are not weebs. I mean, the Academy. And that's really dumb. They should be weebs. So I propose that the Academy get some weebs in there. Like me and Ashitaka, so we can get some anime. Because it's a little upsetting that uh, um, freaking the the Croods 2 is going to get in. And Over the Moon instead of, of Demon Slayer. Well, I think Over the Moon could drop off. Because of how how it's underperformed, like remember when we thought this was the safe five, and then they snubbed Frozen two. I uh, I think Frozen two was always on the cusp, though. Was it? I had it at number two. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think Disney. I mean, I think okay. I think the Oscars are cynical. The Disney sequels, unless you're Toy Story. True. Yeah. But this movie's also been underperforming. I feel like it could. Miss. I'm not taking it out right now, but Frozen Two is good. I'm kind of mad it got snubbed. Yeah. Okay. I I used to not like that movie, and then I watched it again, and I was like, you know what? No, this movie kind of slaps. The ending doesn't work still, but the rest of the movie is pretty fun. Yeah, it's got a like unique aesthetic, cool music, into the unknown slaps. It's a lot better than Raya and the Last Dragon. That's another part. No, Raya is so good. All right, I will fight you. All right, we'll talk about this another day. <laughs> I'm not taking off over the moon. I'm just saying, if it does get snubbed, I'll I get to say I called it. Well, actually, I, I wouldn't be the first person to say that because I'm looking on the next best pictures animated feature list, and Will Mavity has it at number six. So. You you heard it from me and Will Mavity that Over the Moon could get snubbed. Um, will will you be Over the Moon if Over the Moon gets snubbed? It's Brett will. Sorry. What did what did you say? Good. I'm sorry. I was messaging someone real quick. What what was? I I said, will you be Over the Moon if Over the Moon gets snubbed? Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for hating on that because again, like I said, Glenn Keane, director Glenn Keane, was the first movie he directed, which is why I was jazzed for that movie. If you guys don't know who Glenn Keane is, just look up his work. He is maybe the most talented animator that's ever lived. And he always wanted to direct a movie for Disney. And Disney didn't let him because they're like, you're our animation guy. The last movie he worked on for Disney was Tangled, which that movie is a masterpiece. And then he left to do his Netflix thing. And I was like, man, this is going to be the cool, like, this is going to be the Spider-Verse of this year. And it's so lame. I was so mad. I just couldn't believe how lame it was. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. There's my rant on. <laughs> so, um, then there's the award for best uh, documentary. You've got David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, Dick Johnson is Dead, My Octopus Teacher, Softy, A Thousand Cuts, Time, and The Truffle Hunters. And we'll talk more about this when we get to DGA. Notable snubs include Boy State, Welcome to Chechnya, and collective but we'll talk more about that when we get to the dga which i think will you guys want to go ahead and move on to the dga or do you guys want to do baftas first um we wanted to dga dga is quick right it's only one category 
Well, there's three, but I think... Yeah, it's pretty quick. All right. So the DGA nominations are Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher Mank, Aaron Sorkin, Chicago 7, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. So do you guys think, because I, I was very adamant that Regina's getting in at the Oscars, do you think this is now the Oscar 5? Potentially. I think this is the safe five, but DGA almost rarely lines up with the Oscars perfectly five for five. I think it's possible that this is the five, but this is where I'm going to talk about my long shot pick for them. I have Jaw, Fincher, Fennel, and Chung, and then Thomas Vinterberg for another round, pulling up Pavel Pavlikovsky. No. Nice. You know what? That could happen, dude. I, I, love, I love the ambition of that. I'd be happy because Thomas Vinterberg's really cool, but I don't, I don't think it would. That's that's just way too much of a long shot for me to possibly predict. Uh, yeah. I mean, so was Cold War, so I get it. Yeah, but I feel like does, I don't know, Paolo Palakovsky had been recognized by the Academy before pretty heavily for, like, Ida, and then, um, like, I feel like if anyone is going to pull... A uh, Paolo Palakovsky, it's gonna be Kelly Reichardt because, like, she's I don't in the industry for so long. But Kelly, but First Cow hasn't gotten any director hype with the yeah, industry. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I was gonna say. You guys know that I was on board for the Kelly Reichardt getting in, right? I dug and did a lot of research. The choice was like smart, and what I discovered was that she hasn't shown up anywhere and cold war wasn't just an isolated event it won the um it won the uh crap george your favorite filmmaker that i can't think of his name the robert altman award it won the art what robert altman award for directing cold war did and it Wait, like, uh, did one other directing thing so it wasn't what? like it was still a long shot but it wasn't out of complete nowhere it went, you know what I mean? at what place um because Robert Altman Award is like an acting thing at Indie Spirits. Yeah. I oh, think. am I thinking of the wrong thing? Just, I, could, I could have goofed that. It's some sort of prestigious filmmaker's award. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah, like it's like a Cecil B. DeMille or whatever. That's Golden Globe Award, and Jodie Foster won that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then no, not, not, jo- not Jodie Foster, no, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. I'm yeah. so, I am. I'm so sorry. I'm getting my old uh, Hollywood ladies wrong. Jodie Foster is like fifty. She's not that old. She's not fifty. <laughs> she's not. She's like fifty something. She's not that old. Okay, just a I was digging through um, IMDb to figure this out the other day, so I'm gonna find where I saw it. I'm pretty sure Jane Fonda's like ninety. But I'm also considering Darius now, because you know I wonder if Sound of Metal could pull a Ben Zeitlin. Because here's I, the thing: I am, I do not see a world where both Aaron Sorkin and Regina King get in. I really don't. Not with a branch as clicky and snobby as the director's branch at Ampus. It, it just, I, I just don't think it would happen. So, uh, I feel like Darius could get in. And also, I did hear from someone. Okay, at the BAFTA, I got the David Lean Award for directing. That's just the name of the category, though. 
like okay, is it okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. David but... Lean directed uh, Lawrence of Arabia, right? Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and he also yeah. Played... Have I you seen one trivia Hunter? question, right? Um, I haven't. No. Very uh, good film. Anyway. No, I was saying I got one trivia question, right? Heck yeah. 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 People on this podcast are going to have no idea what we're referencing. That's okay. Um, watch, watch Cinema Wars with Alex Helmer, my boy. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm just... I may chicken out and just go with the DGA5, but I, I don't feel good at predicting that. I feel like something's going to happen. Because I... And there's rumblings that there is a lot of dissent to Aaron Sorkin in the director's branch. Mm-hmm. There's also some buzz that the director's branch loves Sound of Metal. Yeah. So George, that's why I'm starting to think Darius could pull a Ben Zeitlin. George, I'm going to make this really brief, but like very brief, and then we can move on. You said made chicken out, and I thought you said made out chicken. Like... I don't know why, like, I thought that, but, like, I was so confused about why you said that, and I was starting to laughing, and I was trying to mute myself, so I wouldn't interrupt you. I just wanted to let you know that I thought that was really funny for no reason. We can go on to the next category, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I, I think if you're gonna predict a DGA 5, that's probably the safe 5. Uh, with... Don't count out Regina. Buddy... No, this branch. Don't me. Regina's great. She's getting a nomination. This branch is is clicky as fuck, dude. All right. I don't think a branch as clicky is gonna go for a play based movie. How could they possibly go for Aaron Sorkin and not Regina King? I don't think they're going with Aaron Sorkin either. And I feel bad because I know you guys like Trial. I don't hate the movie. I just come on. It's not a directing movie. I agree. And, and again, there's a scent amongst them, apparently. Because here's the thing. I think Chloe's in. I think Fincher's in. I think Emerald's in. And I think Chung is in. And I don't if, think Aaron... If, if Chloe doesn't make directing, I will be in a hotel room eating breakfast when I watch these awards. I will take off my shirt <laughs> and, um, t- <laughs> and take two muffins and smash them against my chest <laughs> screaming if she doesn't make the direction. <laughs> Oh my god. On camera, too. Yes. Yeah. Can you put that on World Star Hip Hop? <laughs> World Star! I will probably get my family banned from a hotel if she doesn't make it in director. That would be insanity. Anyway. Goodness. I, I'm going to keep my long shot prediction for Vincerberg right now. But when Who's we do our final. What if they get in? That's not happening. But what if Judd Apatow gets in for the King of Staten Island? I would freak out. That would be so sick. <laughs> That'd be so sick. The low really... I love that movie. You know what? I'm adding that to my top ten of the year. Anyways. Sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my long shot prediction, but when we do the final Oscar predictions podcast, I might change my mind. Depends. So then you've also got first time narrative feature film. Rod a blank for the 40-year-old version. Fernando Frias de la Para for I'm No Longer Here. Regina King, One Night in Miami. Darius Martyr, Sound of Metal. Florian Zeller, The Father. So more people are seeing The Father now. And 
I, I like this. I like this. Now, for those of you, what is this award? First time narrative feature oh, film. Yeah, yeah. I'm no longer here being here. It's cool. Yeah. And someone's probably going to ask, why isn't Emerald Fennell there? I don't know. They didn't put the movie, they didn't put Longlist the movie at the BAFTAs in that category either. I don't know what happened there. I have to assume that either Focus didn't submit it for first feature, or she was disqualified, or there was some, um, or at least with the DGA, there was some like rule change that prevented her from getting in at both. So I don't know. So I don't know what what's happening there. With that being yeah. said, I want to say it would be Regina King. But I could also see it being Florian or Darius winning this one. Yeah. But this is a cool lineup. I'm, I'm cool with this one. So documentary at the DGA Awards um, is pretty vastly different from BGA. We'll just say that. So best documentary, there's The Truffle Hunters, My Octopus Teacher, Welcome yeah. to Chechnya, Boy State, and The Painter and the Thief. Now... It's worth noting here that this is where Apollo 11 missed last year. And Apollo 11 was largely considered the front runner. So that is time this year. And, you know, even though it seems like it is the front runner, just running away with a lot of awards, I, 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 I've been worried about it potentially missing because it's slow. There's a lot of archival footage. The, the the documentary branch of the academy hates movies with archival footage, or maybe they don't hate them, but they don't nominate them. It's it seems like they don't consider it documentary, which is very weird. I'm not sure, but but this is also what, at least partly why they snub "Won't You Be My Neighbor" because there's so that that movie is almost entirely archival footage, and. <clears throat> That's still the worst snub in history of the Oscars, I'm not going to lie. 100%. That's such a top, bad snub. It's top five for sure. Yeah. Another part of the reason they snubbed is probably because they don't like biographical documentaries. Like, they snub, like I know they nominated, like, RBG but the, and, and Amy, but they also snubbed, um, they snubbed the Roger Ebert documentary of life itself. Oh, that's bad, too. And they also snubbed Jane a couple years ago. Yeah, they always snub the front runner. <coughs> yeah, they kind of suck. So, I, I have a feeling that time might get snubbed for that reason. But uh, time, I, I don't know. Like Boy State seems more in line with like I love Boy State. It's my third favorite movie of the year. I'd be very upset if it didn't get nominated. But it seems more in line with Won't You Be My Neighbor? And in what way? Uh, in what way? Could you could you please explain that to me? Because I, I don't understand. It feels like a blockbuster in documentary, like, within the documentary realm, it feels like a blockbuster. Just like Jane, just like Won't You Be My Neighbor, just like Three Identical Strangers and Apollo 11. Um, time is, is, is a critical darling. It's, it's a smaller film. It's a more serious film. It's, um, it, it's nothing like those other films that, that I mentioned, other than the fact that it does have archival footage in it. Um, and it's it's just a very important movie. It's one that a lot of people are talking about. And I think if that was snubbed, 
there would be more of an outrage than if Boy State was snubbed just because of the importance of the subject matter and the fact that a lot of critics are putting time at, like, number one of the year. So, I don't know. I, well, I a lot of critics were also putting Apollo 11 at number one of the year. Same with Won't You Be My Neighbor. I don't think that, like, matters. Yeah, they don't care as much about that, I don't think, either. They don't care, but those felt like... Those are more, like, crowd-pleasers. They're, they're like... Uh, they're like Boy State. They're, they're I blockbusters. Th- I think you could argue that Won't You Be My Neighbor felt like an important movie that year, too. It yeah, did. yeah, I, I agree with you. But in a different way. But you can't underestimate the fact that time is slow. Time has archival footage. I do think that there would be a backlash if time didn't get nominated because of its subject matter. But do you think the but Academy I don't really think they pay- care. Yeah, yeah they don't care. I don't think they care. They don't care. But, like, they, yeah. The same group of people that gave four Oscars to a movie directed by a pedophile is not going to care yeah. about whether or not they snub time. Yeah, but also, that movie was directed by no one. The, the marketing set. I don't know. That was a stupid joke. Um, no, but you're right. Yeah, like they, it's not like they nominated um, um, Brian Singer and director, and they kept it like that. Marketing did not bring them up at all. Yeah, that's the only reason that movie got away with that. What, they when, weren't that movie wasn't going to land with the director's branch, Brad. And to be honest, no, 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 no. I I'm saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying the reason that movie became such a thing award season, even though of Brian Singer, is literally because they made it like as discreet as possible that he was even involved in it. I, I don't like, know. I know that you have to see directed by Brian Singer, but like they didn't bring it up. It was it's actually kind of eerie how much yeah, they did they dodged it. But if yeah. you read articles and stuff, he was barely even on set. Like it was more uh, like apparently the editor and cinematographer were were directing while he was doing God knows what. And then when he got uh fired, Dexter Fletcher came and finished it up. So it's almost like a ton of people directed it together, and Brian Singer just happened to be one of them. Kind of explains why it's a complete travesty. Yeah, yeah, the movie's yeah. terrible. But I, I don't really consider him even the director. Like that's the one movie I don't think even has a director. It's just, it's just like it was thrown together by one <laughs> so many Oscars for no reason. Yeah, Ugh. including sound editing, which, ah. Yeah, over a quiet place was the only good thing about the sound about the sound categories being merged is that I don't have to explain the difference between sound editing and sound mixing to people. I I'm kind of glad they're merged. They don't even know what the difference is. They yeah, never have. yeah, <laughs> they nominate La La Land in sound editing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And when yeah. they and at the ceremony when they presented the nominees, they had to show clips of them beeping their horns. <laughs> <laughs> La La Land. Eileen Lee and Mildred Ayatri Morgan. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's the clip. <laughs> That's it. That's the clip. Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think time might get snubbed, unfortunately. I I also have a feeling Dick Johnson might get snubbed. Um, I think we can write off. I think we can write off Crip Camp because yeah. that's I think my also. Output, my output teacher's getting it, I think. I'm not even kidding. 
it did make both DGA and BGA, so that wouldn't be a bad bet. Mm-hmm. And you guys know how hard I'm going to laugh if that happens, because that's kind of been a meme, like that movie's been a meme for me for no reason. Truffle yeah, Hunters... It's really good, but... <laughs> well, it's the name. Like, Truffle, Hunters, Truffle Hunters also made both, so that may... That might make um, that might make me want to put it on. It's not about chocolate. I think so. That's. Cool. I mean, free solo one documentary, and that was about a rock climber. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, but that's like more interesting than making chocolate. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so maybe it's someone interesting. I like chocolate. <laughs> I should take that. Back. Really feel like Free Solo, I will say, is a great movie. And any other year, it would have totally deserved it. But Won't You Be My Neighbor came out that year. Sharkers was also not nominated, and that's archival footage. So you might have a point, George. Yeah. And Sharkers slaps. It's so good. How was, like, like, three of the best documentaries of probably the best year for documentaries ever were not nominated? I don't That's like three identical strangers. I agree with that take because I'm not nominating it. Really, I, yeah. I don't love it. I think it's. I kind of think it's insensitive. That's a whole other thing for another time. Wow, I haven't seen the movie, so I won't know. It's not great. At least my opinion. All right. Well, I think we can now move on to Lebafta. Are we going through every category? Because there's a lot here. We'll go through some of the main ones. Now, I want to go ahead and get a disclaimer out of the way. The directing and acting categories were all decided on by a jury this year. Now, the reason for this is because the BAFTAs have had a pretty terrible history with diversity and not nominating black people, specifically black Americans, and people of color in general. And to change that this year, they they had a jury in the director and acting category specifically of 7 to 12 people whose purpose was to, one, not try to predict the Oscars, and two, pick more diverse nominees. And so for that reason, any snub that happened here is a wash. It's a wash. Just disregard it. And we'll get into them pretty soon. Now, first we'll do Best Film, which was voted on by the entire voting body of BAFTA. Entire voting body of BAFTA. The nominees were The Father, The Mauritanian, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Trial Chicago 7. That category was voted on by the entire BAFTA membership. Now, let's take note of what is not here. Mank. What do we think about that? Uh, uh, makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I don't think, again, I don't think it means that it's going anywhere. Sorry, what category were you talking about? Best film. Okay, best film. I don't think, because they only have six nominations, right? Five in best film. Five, in, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah. Um I probably wouldn't think that either. And especially since, like, you can see that these are... They've almost become, a, like, a like a critic's body at this point uh, and makes a movie that's kind of divisive. So it's not 
I don't know. I'm not that surprised. I don't think it's like a knock against Mank or anything. Yeah, but also best film was voted on by the entire BAFTA membership and not just by a jury. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Mank's makes a very like uh, American movie because of uh, like the politics yeah. and Hollywood. That's true. That's true. Like, I don't think British people are going to care as much. I know Canadian yeah. people didn't, so. Yeah. I, the Mar- I mean, Mauritania got in here because of the British block, so. Yeah. Now, Outstanding British Film, there's 10 nominees here. I'll just run through them. I think this is actually also the side of our jury. Calm with Horses, The Dig, The Father, His House, Limbo, The Mauritanian, Mogul Mowgli, Promising Young Woman, Rocks, St. Maud. What's Calm um, with Horses? I've never heard of it. Well, Best film not in the English language. Another round, Dear Comrades, Limiz, Limizarab from last year, Minari, Kovaida Saida. Limiz was nominated last year, so that's ineligible. Minari is obviously ineligible. Another round, and Kovaida Saida, I think, are safe at this point. Mm. I'm going to consider Dear Comrades. Yeah, I think it's possible. That's gaining steam. Also, I, I saw a bit of Quavaz, however you say it, and it's really good. I saw this study, man. Best documentary, Collective, Dayton At- David Attenborough, Life on Our Planet, The Dissident, My Octopus Teacher, The Social Dilemma. Did uh, David Attenborough make the shortlist? For the Oscars? No. Okay. But I, I don't think the first one was nominated, so I probably wouldn't put it on my ballot anyway. Yeah. Best animated film, Onward, Soul, Wolfwalkers. There's only there's always only three slots, so. There's All right, best time. best director. Here's our first juried category that we should throw out. Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Shannon Murphy for Baby Teeth. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Not gonna pronounce that for Kovida Saida, and Sarah Gavron for Rocks. Whoa, the Rocks and the Baby Teeth nominations are crazy. Yeah. So obviously, no promising young woman, no mank, no Chicago Seven. Again, this category is juried. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So, I mean, what are you gonna do? So, like, none of these could pull an upset and uh, show up at the Oscars. Like, no, we're baby teeth. No, no, not baby teeth. Not not Kovitis, Not rocks. Yeah, I mean, this is again. This is a jury. This is not. Yeah, we can't take it as seriously as before, unfortunately, which sucks because we have one less uh, precursor to rely on. Well, we can do it for the ones that are voted on by the general membership, and we'll talk about those. I guess, yeah. Best original screenplay. This is one that was voted on by the entire membership, or not by the entire membership, but by the by the branch. So this was not juried. Another round, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Rocks, Chicago 7. No Minari, which in retrospect is not too surprising since that did make the, the long list for best film. And, you know, Lee Isaac Chung got in there because he was saved by the, by the jury. But I am sad that it did not get screenplay. I'm very sad. That, that's, that's not a good take, BAFTA. Yeah, that, that, that's a dumb take. You will like it. Best Adapted Screenplay, also not juried. You had The Dig, The Father, The Mauritanian, Nomadland, and The White Tiger. So, 
No Mahaney's block bottom, which I wasn't surprised, but I figured they might go for one night in Miami, but they didn't go for that either. I think I'm going to drop News of the World in favor of the White Tiger. Um, is the White, but that's, that's a British movie, right? It's Indian. I think it's, so I think it's Indian actors, but I think it's like made in Britain. Well, it got an Indie Spirit nomination for its lead actor, so it has to be partly American. Oh, yeah, you're right. And plus, it got a WGA nomination. So that shows a lot of strength for that movie. But then yeah. again, that was my line of reasoning for predicting Booksmart to get an original, an original screenplay nomination, and uh, look, at that, look what happened there. But the, the difference is that Booksmart is... Uh, first of all, Booksmart didn't do well at the box office. Don't say anything about that about Booksmart, Brett. I love that movie. Uh, but uh, Booksmart didn't do well at the box office, and it, it um, is a teen comedy. Um, the White Tiger's like a a drama, or dramedy, right? I don't know. I think it, it's like more aligned with the Academy's taste than Booksmart. True. So that's a but, but the the teen comedy thing didn't matter when Juno came out. So, but that was, a revel- that was kind of a revelation for them. Yeah, and it's Booksmart's a teen sex comedy. Juno's like a teen comedy that you know is for everyone. Okay, sure. And it's kind of an Oscar. Well, it wasn't. All right, we're back to the jury categories with the acting categories. We'll start with leading actress, Bucky Bakray for Rocks. Rod Blank for the four-year-old version, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand for Nomadland, Wumi Musaku for His House, and Alfred Woodard for Clemency. His House getting in there is cool. So the two notable snubs are obviously Carrie Mulligan and Viola Davis. But again, this is a jury category. Am I sad that Carrie Mulligan didn't get in here? Yeah. Am I surprised? In retrospect, no. Because again, this is a jury category. And based on the fact that Promising Woman got in the best film, if this was voted on by the acting branch, she would have easily gotten in anyway. So, and Viola Davis probably would have gotten in too. So, if you're going to predict that Carrie or Viola gets snubbed because of this, you're, you're fucking delusional. So, it's a complete wash. It's a complete wash. I pretty much agree with everything you say. Honestly, about that. Like, it was shocking, and the Oscar Extras video was hilarious talking about it, but ultimately, it's not going to... Yeah, it's not going to affect anything. I mean, and, Promising a Woman still did pretty well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think this is going to really do anything, because Promising Young Woman did like pretty well overall at the Baptist. Mm-hmm. It even got nominations people didn't expect it to, right? got something weird. It did, and we'll get Four. to that. Oh, sorry. We'll get to it, yeah. And plus, Oscar voting ends tomorrow. Alright? This is going to affect absolutely nothing. What if all of them waited for the BAFTAs, and then they're like, ah, now we have to nominate uh, Rox and his house for everything. And That's then- not going to happen. The wackiest. Strawberry Mansion is not eligible, Brett. <laughs> you never know! Yeah, George. Never say never. Tucker Audley is probably not... He's not even going to submit it to the Oscars. As far as who's going to win, that's a question for another day. That's another. That's a different topic for a different day. 
Best lead actor. Riz Ahmed, Santa Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Adar Shugurov, The White Tiger. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Mads Mikkelsen, Another Round. And Tahar Rahim in The Mauritanian. No Gary Ullman. No Stephen Young. Again, they didn't make it past the jury. I, Riz and Chadwick, they make sense. Hopkins makes sense because he's a British staple, and that's like one of the most acclaimed performances of the year, even though, I mean, Kerry Mulligan and Viola Davis are also acclaimed performances of the year, and Kerry Mulligan is also British, but whatever. It makes sense. Mads Mikkelsen, I, I, I get it. I get Mads Mikkelsen. And I get Tahar Rahim. Adarsh Gurov was interesting, though. So now he has a BAFTA nomination and an Indie Spirit nomination. Is that going to translate to Oscars? Probably not. But I think it's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Wait, for what movie? White Tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotta watch that for Indie Spirits. This is the one acting category where there were no notable snubs. I, I mean, I guess not besides Gary Ullman or Stephen Yun, but like none of the frontrunners. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress. A category that did not help us at all. N I A M H Algar for Calm with Horses, Kosar Ali for Rocks, Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Dominique Fishback for Judas, Ashley uh, M A D E K W E, County Lines, and Yunya Jung, Minari. No Amanda Seyfried. No Olivia Coleman. No Ellen Burstyn. And no Glenn Close. Bye, Glenn Close. She's done. Well, to be honest, I never expected Glenn Close to make it past the jury. I'm kind of not surprised about Seyfried not getting past here. I mean, if they weren't going to nominate Gary Oldman, they probably weren't going to nominate her either. Bye, Glenn Close. And the, I still think she might get an actor. It's we'll talk about supporting actress another day. Oh God! And I finally bent the knee. I think I might have said this earlier, but I finally bent the knee and put Maria Bakalova on my top five. Heck yeah, smart man. So now I I have to. And Yunya Jung, I mean. Obviously, she was picked by the jury, but she might I think be a supporting actress at this point. Not gonna lie. Yeah, she might. Wait, who might? The grandma from Minari. You, she might miss. No, she might win. She might be the winner. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like been making everything. She's like the only one that's been pretty consistent. Her and Bakalova have been everywhere. Yeah. I think this they're the front runners. That's this so category is so weird. <laughs> this category is crazy. I I don't feel good about any situation with this category, guys. This category is literally driven me so crazy. I love it though. That it's so interesting. This category is literally driven me so crazy that yesterday, I unironically had a moment where I wondered if Sir Sharon could make a comeback. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I actually freaked out and thought, what if Sir Sharona makes a comeback? Her that would be insane. Nothing is impossible, and they love her. I think that would hurt her career. Because people are already starting to, like, get Sir fatigue a little bit. I'm not, but certain people, like, on Twitter, 
And if she got nominated... Uh, Twitter doesn't matter about careers. I know, but, like, if she got an, a role like that, I don't I don't know. People would be pretty upset. The performance is pretty underwhelming, too. Yeah, you don't want her to be established as, like, the next, like, Meryl Streep this early in her career. I don't want her to be established as the next Glenn Close this early in her career. Yeah. I, I don't want her to play Mama. okay? <laughs> I don't want to see Saoirse Ronan as Mama. Can I say how I think about Glenn Close? Oh, no. I don't think she's ever deserved to win. She's not, like, the best actress in the world. Like, she's really good. Well, sure. apparently, she's, apparently she's, like, incredible in, uh, what's it, Dangerous li- Liaisons? Oh, okay, I haven't seen that. I, I haven't seen, I have either, but... seen the remake of it, Cruel Intentions, and it slaps very hard. <laughs> oh, no. Tristan, <laughs> have you seen 101 Dalmatians when she plays Corella in a bill? Wait, she plays Corella? I, I yeah. That's crazy. I just I don't understand why people are so upset that she hasn't won, but don't really talk about Annette Benning never winning. Honestly, that. honestly, I say just just t- take at this point, just submit a movie and drench it in mustard. <laughs> yes, drench it in mustard, but submit a movie <laughs> that's basically just a five minute video shot on a flip phone camera. Of her taking a shit in her bathroom, submit it to the Oscars, and the Oscars will say, "All right, good enough. We'll give you an Oscar for it." Well, if she's not gonna win for this mamma thing, then I don't think she's gonna win for taking a crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the clip. That's it. Um, I think she's gonna win for Sunset Boulevard for playing. Um, yeah, yeah, I do too. She's apparently going to sing in that movie. I hope Dude, have you seen her singing the songs in that movie? It's actually fucking amazing. I'm sure it is. I, I gotta see it. Um, You know what? I feel bad for saying that Glenn Close is overrated, so I guess I, I should watch Dangerous Liaisons before next podcast so I can either reaffirm my opinion or... I don't know. So I'll do that. I'll watch Dangerous Liaisons before the next podcast, and I'll report back. Amazing. <laughs> Jesse Louis Peterson. Amazing. All right, best he supporting. will never return my calls. Jesse. Dude, is he on the South by Southwest contact sheet? Can I get a conference with him? You think he is? No. There's no <laughs> way. There's no, absolutely... <laughs> I would go into a local Burger King and pour mustard into my eyes while singing all my favorite songs from Weezer. If <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson was as This is the second the, the second reference to mustard in today's podcast. <laughs> Supporting actor. Uh Dana Kaluuya Judas, Barry Keoghan in Calm with Horses, Alan Kim and Minari. Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami, Clark Peters in The Five Bloods, and Paul Racy in Sound of Metal. What the heck? Okay, okay. You know, you know what this this made me do. Put Alan, Alan Kim. Kim is in my fourth slot for supporting actor. I'm considering putting him on. I'm gonna put Barry Keoghan in. 
Dude, I'm thinking it's. I I think it's happening. I think Al and Kim. It might. Happen. It might. It might actually happen. That Critics' Choice speech might have done something for him. Yes, might have. It is the most freaking delightful thing. I literally cried when I watched it. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Do you oh think my Helena, gosh, my heart. You think Helena Zangle is done? But done. It's, it's all Alan. Yeah, now. I all mean. Alan. News of the world isn't even getting a best picture nomination, so yeah. Does he deserve a nomination? Alan Kim, of course he does. Yeah, he's a cute Oh my kid. gosh, Tristan, don't even question it. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, I. This is coming from the guy who doesn't think Stephen Young deserves a nomination. Either, no, so. I I agree with you, but Alan Kim is the best part of the movie. <laughs> he gives a banger performance. That's. Not the best way to put that. He gives a fantastic performance. It's good, yeah. Is Grandma he smells Grandma, like... Though? I don't know. Grandma smells like Korea. Yeah. Grandma smells like Korea. He's delightful. He's charming. He sells all the emotional beats. He's like six. He might deserve the win actor. Wow. Over Daniel Kaluuya? It's like a Roman Griffin. Kinda. But not only that, he's the freaking lead of the movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Supporting because Stephen Young is on The Walking Dead or something. No, it's because he's a kid and they always put kids in supporting. Like Haley Steinfeld. Kwame Wallace got lead actress. But that was like undeniable. She like carried that movie. Um, With uh, Jacob Tremblay, they, they were campaigning him for supporting, which is ridiculous because he's he, him and. Same, same thing with um Haley Steinfeld and True Grit. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see that movie. Uh, yeah, We're... Jacob Tremblay not getting in. That's that's a travesty. What, Tom Hardy got in for... I oh, know, he was really good. There was someone who got in that year that didn't deserve it. And uh, Christian Bale for Big Short? I don't know, he was good. Mark Rylance? Mark Ruffalo? No, Ruffalo was great in Spotlight. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, Spotlight gets too much hate. That movie's good. Yeah, I, I actually... I'm... I might like Spotlight more than Birdman. Uh, I love Spotlight. I think it's uh, phenomenal. That movie shook me. No, I'm like, uh, I might agree with you. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, big, the notable snubs here are the Trial Boys. No Sasha, no Mark Rylance, no Eddie Redmayne. They, they didn't make it. Eddie, poor Eddie. He was, he's, uh, he's not getting what he deserves. He's so good in trial. He's the he's best. He's kind of the best one. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, but people don't like him anymore, which is really. He, sad. I mean, he's better than Sasha Baron Cohen, I guess. He's he's so good. Mark Rylance is good too. I'll give it to him. Yeah, but I still think the guy who's like I'm the peaceful one that ends up like lashing out with a chair. He should get nominated for everything, including four films. That guy's in every movie, and he plays like my <laughs> character. I don't even know what is that. Like, like Jesse, like Jim, like Jesse Plemons. Basically. Pretty much, yeah. Except he doesn't have Breaking Bad to fall back on. Yeah. He doesn't play the most unlikable character in the history of television to fall back on. I mean, Jesse Plemons is in like everything. He's in The Master. He's in The Irishman. He's in Vice. It's yeah. It's weird. And not only he's in, that, he's in Judas. He's, He's freaking good in everything, and then yeah. he never gets to the credit he deserves. Like he low key 
Like, I would low-key might put him in supporting for Judas. <laughs> Is that a take? That's, that's a I take. I really think he was, like, great in Judas. That's not a demanding role. And yeah, but during, like, there's people Tristan, like Burnham. You also don't think Judas is a great movie. But here's here's the thing about here's the thing about him in that movie. He that could have been such like a schlocky, like mushat twirling villain character, and he actually made it more interesting. And yeah, it wasn't written. It was totally just him playing that character that made yeah. it work better. Yeah, I was right on that part. But I wouldn't put him on a, for a nomination. Yeah, I I think, and especially considering like Kaluuya just steals the supporting that spot. I don't know. Yeah, because like usually when you have two actors in for a supporting actor from the same movie, they have to be like almost on equal terms, and Kaluuya is just like way better than uh, Clemens. He's better than everyone in that movie. It's kind of yeah. like uh, it's kind of like whenever um, Kate Hudson and uh, Francis McDormand were both nominated for Almost Famous because they were both just so undeniably good in that movie that like you couldn't leave one out. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked Kate Hudson didn't win. That's crazy. Did she not? No, she didn't win. She lost to like some random person. Was no. it someone from Chocolate? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it was like Chocolate. R.C. Gay Harden for Pollock or something. I don't know. Goodness. Let me look it up. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast about it the other day. They probably ended up splitting the vote because they're both in the same movie. Paul yeah. Racy getting here is cool. That is very cool. Yeah, I, I'm curious about the Clark Peters thing, especially since Delroy Lindo didn't get here. And the movie didn't get nominated anywhere else. That's kind of funny. Who is Clark Peters? I don't even remember him. He was Otis in the movie, remember? Oh. He, he's the guy who had the daughter in Saigon. Wait, he was Otis in Barnyard? I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was a, that was a tough shot. <laughs> Clark Peters doesn't sound like Kevin James to me. Wait, Kevin James was Otis in Barnyard? What? Wait, trust, trust, trust. What? I had no idea. I had no idea. I don't How do you not know this? Well, because Otis is such an amazing character, I didn't associate him with an actor, right? So I had no idea who played him. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? I had no idea. <laughs> I... Oh my god! in that movie. Let me look it up. <laughs> Sam Elliott's in it. I apologize to all viewers, but we have to pause for like the next three minutes to reconcile the fact that Tristan did not know Kevin James was Otis in Barnyard. I can't believe that. <laughs> I knew that Wanda so Sykes was, was Bessie the Cow. I, I didn't even know that Wanda Sykes was Bessie the Cow. <laughs> I don't remember that movie. I know the Sheen from Sheen from Jimmy the Neutron. Bad. No, it's not that bad. Sheen from Jimmy Neutron was the rat or whatever. Pip or whatever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, Sam Elliott is amazing. He should have gotten an Oscar nomination for his <laughs> role as Ben the Cow. Is it better <laughs> than his role as Star is Born? <laughs> no. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, that, that I'm was... kidding. <laughs> But, like, 
that that part where he picks up the ukulele and he starts fighting the coyotes while singing Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down is legitimately one of the greatest scenes in cinema. It's so cool. Honestly, like in-game wishes. It does. I got more <laughs> I got more emotional during that scene than anything in Endgame. And I love Endgame. So That sounds like a Joe Polar Bear review. <laughs> yeah, it honestly does. But it's it's the truth. Let's let's take the time to shout out our spam letterbox account, Joe Polar Bear. Should we make a website for Joe Polar Bear? Do it. Yeah. Do it. And it, oh. well, we can put it in sponsors for uh, Toy Box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I might do that. That's so hilarious. Are we good to move on from Sporting Actor? Yeah. All yeah, right. I think it's a left turn. <laughs> Best casting. Calm with Horses, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Rocks. No Chicago 7, no One Night in Miami, no Ma Rainey's. Hmm. I mean, this isn't the best ensemble category, so I guess I'm not that surprised. But I have to figure Trial Chicago 7 would have made it at least. And it's so weird. Promising Young Woman makes it here, but Carrie Mulligan gets snubbed. I don't, but great. The casting may not have been a jury category, so I don't fucking know. But I think this indicates that Promising Young Woman is a step ahead of trial um, in the screenplay race. Oh, it's, I think it's definitely going to win screenplay at the Baptist. No, I mean at, at the Oscars. I think this puts it a step ahead. I, I already have it at number one at the Oscars, but. I do too, but like they, they were like almost on level level playing field for me, and I think this indicates that there's more support for promising, and Sorkin can lose this. You know, you're not entirely wrong. Yeah, because there's still a lot of people who have trial winning, but I I think you're gonna start seeing a surge for promising in, in screenplay. And WGA it, will tell all. If that's screenplay and it has actress, is picture out of the question. I would have to see it win something like PGA first. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's got a better chance than Trial. I think if anything's going to upset it, the PGAs, it's promising. And I think Minari's going to win the SAG, and then it's going to be those three battling it out. Ugh. Like Nomadland, I mean. That would be... That's literally my top three of the year. Promising Young Woman is number one, Minari's number two, and Nomadland's number three. Those are the three best movies of the year, pretty much, hands down. I'd yeah, put, I'd put Soul instead of Promising, but yeah, I'm there. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean more in uh, Promising a woman's better than Soul. I hard disagree, but that's fine. I'd put Boys State and Shit House in over both uh, um, Minari and Promising, but I love both of those movies, and you're insane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. sorry, buddy. I'm I'm talking from like a personal level, not from okay. I get that actually. Okay, okay. Yeah. Minari's probably in my top ten now. I should move it up. You should. Best you had it at like 24, and it made me really upset. Yeah, wow. you have it below all the bright places. I'm going to add it to my list, which means I'm going to bump out King of Staten Island, which I added during this podcast. So that's going to be like the shortest reign of a top 10 entry ever. Like, <laughs> like 30 minutes. But yeah, Minari is a much better movie than King of Staten Island. This is coming from a King of Staten Island stand. 
Yeah. Minari is better than every movie in 2020 except Promising Young Woman, pretty much. For well, me. for me, I agree, except it's for every movie except for Soul. Which, even though, like, I don't know, I need to watch Minari again, because it's kind of an all-timer, not gonna lie. Best cinematography. No yeah. matter. Yeah, it's yeah that's obviously what's gonna win. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, The Mauritanian, News of the World, and Nomadland. Does the Mauritanian have good cinematography, George? I wasn't stunned by it, but it actually does make sense. Because there's some scenes that are kind of shot sort of experimentally. Like, like, this basically seems like the prison, like the torture scenes and stuff. So, like, I get it. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's not like... Yeah, I don't think it's going to translate to the Oscars. Or even the ASC. I mean, if it gets ASC, then I have to consider it, but I don't think it's going to translate. Um, but everything else here makes sense. Judas makes ASC. I'm going to put it on for the Oscars. Wait, so saying. Judas is here for cinematography? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I think it... it... Now, the cinematographer is also Sean Bobbitt, who's worked with Steve McQueen, a British director. Yeah, but Jock is not British, right? No, no, Judas is not a British movie. I'm just saying Sean Bobbitt, even though I'm pretty sure he's American, has worked with Steve McQueen on all of his films. Yeah. Sean Bobbitt's also a really underrated cinematographer. Like, legit. Every movie he shot looks amazing. Yeah, well, I I hear him being brought up and stuff, but, like, has he ever even won an Oscar? He's never been nominated. Not even for 12 years? No, and it's a war crime because Twelve Years a Slave is beautifully shot. Yeah, that's crazy. Honestly, honestly, maybe should have won cinematography. I'm not gonna lie. What won Gravity or something? Yeah, it was Gravity. Mm, that's all visual effects. It's like Life of Pi. Yeah, Life of Pi winning cinematography was dumb too. It's a beautiful looking movie. Both of them are amazing, but like, like from a visual. Yeah, I really love getting shots of green screens. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's green screen. Although Life of Pi had an amazing <laughs> tiger, and I still think it has the best visual effects ever. Yeah, Life of Pi is cool. I also love Gravity, but I don't know if it would have should have won cinematography. Yeah, best no. yeah. costume design: Ammonite, The Dig, Emma, Mulroney, Mank. The Dig. The Dig. <laughs> I, I think I told you guys this off air, but the only reason I remember the dig is because Carrie Mulligan's character's name is Mrs. Pretty, and I'm like, yeah, I see what you're doing there. On the news. Yeah. Though, to be fair, that movie's based on a... She, that character is a real person, and so that makes sense. I'm just saying, you know, you have to cast Carrie Mulligan as Mrs. Pretty, and expect me to not notice? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clip. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the highlights video for this episode is going to be golden. <laughs> when Tristan discovers that Kevin James plays Otis in Barnyard. I don't know if we'll ever be able to top that moment. I'm stuck. The ending of episode 9, though. What? The entirety of episode 9, though. Episode 9 of Star Wars? No, of Gold Derby Horses. Yeah. The, enti- 
That was insanity. What happened again? Just a lot. I gotta go back and rewatch that. Yeah, I was kind of re- trying to remember which one that one was too. We should title them so we can remember. Uh, Are you titled or am I crazy? It was. I yeah. titled all of these. Yeah. Emma. Oh wait. Shoot. How did I just realize this? Emma, Rainy, and Manger are the safe bets. I don't think Ammonite and the Dig are going to translate to the Oscars, though. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with your sentiments. I, I don't have much else to say. Yeah. Mulan not making it here, making it here is interesting, but it's probably still going to get in for the Oscars. You'd be Mulan. Same. Who's awful. Best editing. The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trout Chicago 7. So, guys, I'm telling you, Promising Young Woman is getting an editing nomination. I I think it's happening. Because here's the thing. Yeah, and it's going to get an Ace nomination. Probably going to win since it's in musical comedy category. Yeah. I think it's getting editing. And you guys you guys gotta catch up. You guys gotta catch up with my rhythm. And uh I dropped Mank for editing. I think that's probably gonna happen. I don't know. Mank's such an editing movie. Yeah, but that's is it really? Because there's not like any flashy editing besides like the typewriter going across the screen. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I They they edited it together to, like... Like, the way it's strung together is really neat. It kind of, like, mimics Citizen Kane. But I guess that's, like, more cinematography and sound editing. I don't well, know. Also, Mank has to suffer somewhere. I think it's suffering in score. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, it's it's not gonna suffer in score. It's I'm gonna say editing, and you know some editors are not happy with it. Apparently, why? I don't know. There's some. Uh, there's just been some buzz that some of the editors, ed- members of the editing branch, do not like it. So, and and and, and the ed- and there's also a buzz that the editors branch loves promising a woman. Like they're going crazy for it. So. Yeah, I'm putting it on for editing. Like, this lineup that's at the BAFTAs is my Oscar buy for editing. Uh, though I could see the father missing if it doesn't land picture. All right, let's breeze through the rest of these here. That's makeup and hair. The Dig, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's, Mank, Pinocchio. Original score. Mank, Minari, News of the World, Promising Young Woman, Soul. Production design, you've got the dig, the father, Mank, News of the World, Rebecca. <laughs> Visual effects, <Goodness>. Grey. <laughs> Visual effects, Greyhound, the Midnight Sky, Mulan, One Only Island, the One Only Ivan, and Tenet. One only I, I Ivan making it in the visual effects of the Oscars. So that's gonna be hilarious. But that, I think that's that. happening. Yeah. And then Next finally, week. sound. Greyhound, News of the World, No My Land, Soul, Sound of Metal. Let's talk about what is not in sound real quick. (laughs) 
so clear to not have the phone on or anything because everyone in the movie is talking like this. That's beautiful. I mean, guys, you're not wrong. Guys, I'm feeling a tenant snub in sound. I don't know if it'll get snubbed, but there's no way it'll win. Dude, I think it might get snubbed. Yeah. I think I don't like, I put it as my third option because I think Sound of Metal will probably win, right? Like, we're definitely seeing us the front runner. I think the possible upset is Soul because there's a lot of sound in that, too. But Mank is going to be a Best Picture nominee. Mink? I don't know if Mink's going to do sound. Like, I don't know if it'll win sound, that is. I think it'll probably be in there. It'll be Sound of Metal. I'm yeah. I think Sound of Metal is, like, way out ahead right now. Like, it's unstoppable almost. I'm dropping Tenet in sound. Hey, um, and we'll, we met the guy who's going to probably give the speech. Yeah, on, on uh, Amsterdam. Shout out, dude. Yeah. Ooh, I forget his name. I'm sorry. He was nice. The father getting in here is interesting, even though it didn't make productions on anywhere else. Should we be considering that? I think we should, because uh, since the beginning, a lot of people were saying it should get in production design, and there's a possibility it could. So the fact that it got the BAFTA indicates that there's some support in the production design field. Um, and it, it didn't. It didn't get art directors guild though. Oh. Maybe, maybe just like we can consider it, but not put it in our predictions, like yeah. a dark horse kind of contender. So this is all interesting with uh, the BAFTAs here. All right. Well, this was our BAFTAs, and uh, uh, DGA PGA podcast. Um, we have one more. Oscar predictions video. It's our final Oscar nomination predictions. We're going to record it on Thursday. And we're going to have a special guest. Yes, we are. Um, should we say who it's going to be or wait until the episode? I think we should wait until the episode. Yeah. But uh, let's just say he's a bit of an up-and-coming YouTube pundit. And uh yeah, it's going to be cool. Anyways, um, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Um, what's Is your jury going to snub um, uh, Amy Adams? <laughs>